Hey, thanks for tuning in into the City Life Church podcast. We are a church in San Francisco, and we exist so that people that are far from God will encounter His presence and experience the life that only Christ offers. We pray that this word will challenge you and encourage you in your walk of faith with Jesus. I have a group of friends that are going to help me to preach here on stage. I got Jaden, Kaiki, Josh, and Pastor Key. So we're going to have fun in church today. Can I get an amen? amen? For those that don't know me, I am the Latino pastor here at City Life Church. Uh, I was born and raised in Brazil, so English is not my first language. It's also not my second language. Uh, it's my third language, and uh, so today I have four translators with me that are going to help me just in case if I mispronounce a word or if I, if I can't find it, I'm going to look at Pastor Keys and prophetically he's going to help me to find the word. But hey, amazing word last uh, week, Pastor Keys. And we've been in such a fun series called Complete, talking about what it looks like to be a complete disciple of Jesus. And today I get the privilege of preaching part four. And here's the title, A Disciple Is sensitive and submitted to the Holy Spirit. A disciple is sensitive and submitted to the Holy Spirit. And our main scripture uh, for this series has been James chapter 1, verses, uh, I'm going to read verses 2 through 4, and it says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let the perseverance finish its work so yet that you may be mature and complete. And complete, not lacking anything. So we've been in this journey exploring the difference of a believer and a disciple. A believer and a disciple. And my hope, if you're watching today at home, and maybe this is your first time in church, maybe you haven't been in church for a minute, my hope is that the Holy Spirit will speak to you, and you will feel like the Holy Spirit speaking to you. It's time to come home. It's time to be a disciple. It's time to get on fire for the Lord again. Can I get an amen? So we've been in the series. We've been talking about it also in our care groups, which, by the way, have been lit. Jaden over here, a high schooler, he's part of my care group, the youth high school care group. Let's go. And it's been phenomenal. We've been talking about it. And I really believe that God is taking our church to the next level. Because we don't want just people attending our church. Am I right, Pastor Keys? Josh, we don't want just attendees. We're not called just to, to have an event. We're called to make disciples. We're called to be disciples, and we're called to make disciples. So it's, we're going to have fun today. Uh, we've been talking about what it looks like to be a disciple and, and the qualities of a disciple, the qualities of it, what it looks like to be a disciple. The first week, Pastor Georgia talking, talked about how a disciple is passionately committed to Jesus Christ. That's where it all starts, with Jesus then Pastor Lamia followed up saying that a disciple has an extraordinary love for people. And then Keys last week, he preached about how a disciple has a heart of a servant. A heart of a servant. And today I'm going to continue the series talking about how a disciple is sensitive and submitted to the Holy Spirit. Sensitive and submitted to the Holy Spirit. So I, I want to encourage you also, uh, this topic, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, but I'm going to just 
hit surface level today. If you want to go deeper, I would encourage you to even look back at a whole series that we did on the Holy Spirit called Whisper, which was fire. Make sure to check out our YouTube page. But today we're going to just, just hit the surface level. But I believe it's going to encourage you. It's going to challenge you. And it's really going to stir you up to be sensitive and submitted to the Holy Spirit. So today I want to talk about three reasons why every disciple needs to be sensitive and submitted to the Holy Spirit. Three reasons why we need to do that. But before we begin, let me pray and just invite the Holy Spirit to take over. God, we thank you so much for this morning. Thank you, Lord, that we have the privilege of tuning in into your church. Lord, thank you that even though we can't gather in person, God, we do have technology where we can still stay connected. Thank you so much for what you're doing in our church. Thank you, God, for everything that you're doing, how you're moving us from being believers to disciples. God, as we study scripture today, I pray that you challenge us, that you encourage us, God, and that we will be able, Lord, to hear your voice in a more clear way. God, we're so thankful for everything that you do for us, and especially for who you are. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. 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 As uh, Pastor Jaja was saying earlier on the pregame show, uh, Aaron went out of town uh, this week, and she was hanging out with some of her friends, you know, like kind of like a last hooray before uh, we get our second kid. She is 32, 33 weeks pregnant, so we're approaching this final uh, phase where baby number two, we got a baby girl coming on the way, is coming through, and our lives, from what I hear, are going to change again, right? Uh, lives are going to change again, and, and we have a, 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 a one-and-a-half-year-old, He's almost, almost two, and this weekend I, I was taking care of Daniel, right? And shout out to Josh, who is always taking care of Benny, too, which is one of Daniel's best friends, by the way. He loves Benny, and I see your videos going on the parks and playing with kids, and kids are awesome, right? Keys, I mean, you got four, man. You better say amen to that. Kids, kids are amazing, but they're also a lot of work. They're a lot of work. They're awesome, but they're, they're a lot of work. And, and, and this weekend, I got to appreciate my wife a little bit better uh, on, on everything that she does. It's not easy. Shout out to all the moms, everybody that is a stay-at-home parent, dad or mom. Shout out to you guys. You guys are the real MVPs. I got just a little taste this weekend of what it is to, like to spend 24-7 with a toddler. And it's, it's fun, but it's a lot of work. And, and what I've noticed is Daniel is, is in this phase where he is picking up on everything that I do. Everything. He is watching me consistently. He is watching what I do, and, and he follows me throughout the house. I don't know how many parents know about this, or maybe that's not your experience. It's certainly mine. Daniel is in a place now that I get no privacy. No privacy. I mean, the only time I get privacy is when he's asleep. So thank God for those two-hour naps that he takes, you know. Those, I, I'm always looking forward to those because I need a break. But I've noticed that it's to the point now that I can't even use the restroom by myself. I can't. If I try to close the door, he's going to come and he's going to knock on the door. He's going to try to get in. And I'm like, bro, like, this is number two here. Like, bro, it's not going to be pleasant. It's going to smell for about like a couple minutes here, bro. What are you doing here? But he doesn't care. He wants, to, he wants to be close even in the bathroom. I can't even take number two anymore, guys. It's that bad. And what's so funny about Danny, because he's learning. And then he points. He's like, potty, potty? I'm like, yeah, that's right. I, I, I need to go. 
And he flushes. He loves flushing for some reason. Does that happen to you guys where the kids just like, they're, yours are older now, but like, man, like there's no privacy anymore. Like, get out of here, bro. I need to catch up on my Instagram feed. You know what I'm saying? On those tags, like the bathroom break, man. There's no privacy anymore, but we're teaching him, and he's learning different things, different words, and now he knows how to flush, and <laughs> he wants to flush like every five seconds. I'm like, bro, you got to wait. You got to wait. So he's learning. He's, he's growing, and we're teaching him different life skills, and, and I've been talking to Erin, and Erin, uh, she bought this book, and we're about to take the leap of, of, of potty training. We're about to like, you know what? Number two is coming up. Uh, let's try to potty train Daniel so we can get rid of the diapers so that way we can only focus on number two, changing the diapers of baby Rachel that's coming up. So pray for me. Pray for us, church family. This week, it's official. You know it here now live that we are going to start potty training Daniel tomorrow. So be praying for us. We're going to be doing a lot of laundry. I've been reading a book, uh, which I need to finish because I'm a heck of behind. Erin already read the whole book on how to potty train. She's an expert by now. I'm still catching up, but we're teaching him how to potty train this week, this week. And he's been learning so much, so we're, we're confident, but we still need the prayers. But I want to talk about that because it's amazing how it is our responsibility to teach Daniel life skills. It's our responsibility to teach Daniel what is appropriate and what is not appropriate, what time it is appropriate to eat, what time it is appropriate to watch cartoons, even though he asks for it every 10 minutes, what time it is appropriate to eat fruits, and what time is appropriate to eat, you know, some chocolate. And I'm not going to lie, he, he ate a little bit more chocolate than usual because mom was out of the house this weekend. But this is what I want to talk about because the reason why us as believers, we need to be sensitive and submitted to the Holy Spirit. The reason number one is because the Holy Spirit is our teacher. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. The same way that me and Aaron, Aaron and I are teaching Daniel how to be a human being, what is appropriate and what is not, what is acceptable and what is not, the Holy Spirit is the one that teaches us as believers what is appropriate and what is not, what is truth and what is false. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. John chapter 14, verses 15 through 17, and then we're going to jump to verse 26. Jesus is saying this, um, 14 over here says, If you love me, obey my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because he isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. So Jesus is talking about a promise, the promise of the Holy Spirit. And he's saying, hey, I'm about to send somebody, an advocate, a, a, a part of the Trinity that, that is going to live in you. Not only he's going to be with you, but he's going to be living in you. And he is going to teach you in all truth. In all truth, all truth. Verse 26 says, he will teach you everything and, it will and he will remind you of everything I have told you. It's the Holy Spirit who teaches us 
how to apply and how to use the word of God, the teachings of Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit that will quicken us and remind us again of what he has taught us. Time and time again in my life, I remember uh, different situations in my life where I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to act. And it was the Holy Spirit in that moment reminding me what to say, how to act, how to think. It was the Holy Spirit teaching me, hey, 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 slow down. You're, 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 you're getting out of hand. Hey, uh, your emotions are getting the best of you. Don't type that. Don't post that. Don't say that. Slow down. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us wisdom. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us wisdom. So in order to learn, we must be sensitive to his voice. This means that we must make the space for him to speak. We got to make the space for him to speak. And I know that Sunday is church day, so we're ready to receive the word. But what did the Holy Spirit speak to you yesterday? Saturday. What is the Holy Spirit going to speak to you tomorrow on Monday? Are you willing to make the space for him to speak? I know we live in a busy society and there's always things to do. That will never end. But are we making the space for him to speak? Another thought here, in order for us to, to, to be submitted to his teachings, we have to learn, we have to learn how to come under his mission, submission, to be under his mission, under his purpose. I love this. Your growth as a disciple is dependent upon how teachable you are to the Holy Spirit. Your growth as a disciple is dependent upon how teachable you are to the Holy Spirit. The fact of the matter is this. There's a lot of people that they, they may be, they know the scripture. They may read it and just glance through it. But it's the Holy Spirit that will teach us and open our understanding. Have you ever been in a place where at first you read a scripture and you're like, what does this even mean? Like, I'm confused. It is the Holy Spirit that comes and teaches us. And by doing that, he is the one that reveals the heart of God. There's a lot of people, I've noticed this even recently online, like they read scripture, but they completely take it out of context and they miss the heart of God. They don't understand what exactly what it's saying. And because of that, they try to ignore the word of God or they try to skip it over. Isn't that true, Pastor Keys? There's verses that we try to skip it over like, ah, this, this, this is old. Uh, this doesn't apply. Here's the thing. The teaching of the Holy Spirit never contradicts to the word of God. He always backs it up and he will teach us what is the heart behind the verse. What is the context behind the verse? So the Holy Spirit is our teacher. His passion and his desire is to manifest the reality of his world in every part of ours. This is powerful. This is a powerful thought right here. We live in the world, but we serve a supernatural God. Therefore, we need to learn how to think as a supernatural being. Right? We are spirit, soul, and body. Three parts. So we need to understand we are called to be in a different kind of reality. And only by the help of the Holy Spirit... We can achieve that. So that is the number one reason why we need to be sensitive and submitted to the Holy Spirit. Here's number two. Reason number two is the Holy Spirit transforms us. 
the Holy Spirit transform us. Ephesians 3, verses 16 through 19, it says this, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all that the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. To know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. We are called to be filled to the full measure, the full measure. The reality is this, the Holy Spirit's teachings are always followed by transformation. The, 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 the teachings of the Holy Spirit, everything that he's speaking to us, there will always be an a aspect of it that then now we have to allow him to transform us, which leads also to action, Right? It's one thing to read the teachings and think, okay, this is cool. This is a good, good word. But it's another thing to enjoy the word and then apply it to our lives. Are we allowing the Holy Spirit to transform us through his word? Here's the thing. Believers, they have the head knowledge, but they don't have the transformed heart. And I see it over and over. So many people, they, they have the head knowledge. Like they can quote scripture really well. They can talk the talk. But they're not walking the walk. So many of us, so many of us have a church background. We have a grandma that went to church, an uncle that went to church. And we, we've been to church. And we can we even quote some scriptures. And, 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 and to, to a certain degree, our country somewhat had a Christian influence that that was throughout government and school and everything. But so a lot of us are familiar with a lot of the teaching, but are we allowing the Holy Spirit to actually transform our hearts? Is it more than had knowledge? The Holy Spirit is not interested in theory. He is interested in application. The Bible says that when Jesus taught, he was going from village to village, city to city, and he would come to a synagogue and he would begin teaching, again, from the same scripture that the other people had. And many of them had it memorized. But when he taught it, the people were amazed because he taught it with authority. He taught it with authority. Because he had already been living it out. Come on, he is the living word. John chapter 1, he is the word. So when he spoke, he's actually speaking about himself, but he had real authority because the Holy Spirit was already working in him. See, Jesus, even though he was fully God, he was also fully man. So he is setting the example of what it looks like to live a life in perfect harmony with the Holy Spirit, where it goes beyond just having head knowledge and learning scripture, but actually applying to every single area of our lives. So the people could notice there's something different about this person. There's something different about this guy. Maybe he's a prophet. Maybe he's a messiah. Maybe he is the one 
that the prophets were talking about. He was acting like this because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was transformed by the Holy Spirit. See, the thing is, Jesus is setting an example here of what it looks like to live a life that is sensitive and submitted to the Holy Spirit. Jesus wasn't doing his own thing. He wasn't just walking around and showing off his power and trying to impress people, trying to be popular. He was serving people. He had an extraordinary love for people, and he was being led by the Holy Spirit. I love, because, I love this because the scripture says that, he, he says this, I only do what I see the Father doing. And I only say what I heard the Father saying. Jesus is a perfect reflection of what a disciple is. Jesus is this perfect picture of what it looks like to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, to submit himself to the Holy Spirit, and therefore to be transformed by the Holy Spirit. Everything that he did was through the Holy Spirit. He chose to come and to some form limit himself to also be a man, but he gives us the perfect example of what it looks like to be in harmony with the Holy Spirit. We must allow our hearts to be transformed by the Holy Spirit. He transforms us. The more connected you are with the Holy Spirit, the more he can transform your life. Again, his passion and his desire is to manifest the reality of his world in every part of ours. And the fact is we live in a broken world. We live in a broken system. We live in a place that is corrupt, where everybody's out for themselves. We live in a place where there's self selfishness all around us. And because we become followers of Jesus, disciples of Jesus, then the Holy Spirit has to come. He comes and starts living in us, and he be begins this process of transformation. A theological word for this would be sanctification, where he starts shaping us to a new reality, a heaven reality. And then we can start making crazy prayers and, and crazy uh, uh, um, uh, things that we hope for. is not because it's based off of our own desires, but desires of the Holy Spirit. We start praying heaven unto earth. We start praying for, for justice and we start praying for hope and we start praying for all those things. Why? Because this is not a reality of earth. This is a reality of heaven. This is something that we see in heaven. Therefore, we preach it out that there is hope, that there is miracles, that there is healing, that there is provision, that there is uh, restoration, because that is the reality of heaven. So we don't get caught up in this world. We don't get caught up by the problems that we face here. We don't get caught up on the fact that uh, uh, there's so much stuff that is messed up. Because we are so, supposed to live by a different reality. We live by a different set of rules. And it's the Holy Spirit that reminds us, teaches us, and transforms us. Hey, 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 I called you for more than this. And even the, those moments that, that we begin to kind of drift. Because there's always an opposite current that comes against us. Right? Discouragement comes against us. Uh, a temptation comes against us. Fights and, and turmoil and different things trying to bring us back to, to a different reality. The Holy Spirit's like, wait, 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 wait. You're called for more. 
I have a purpose for you. I'm transforming your life. I'm transforming your family. I'm transforming everything about you. I'm transforming your reality. There is something that I'm doing, and it's not based off of the reality that you see right now, but it's based off of what the Father says. And this is why scripture, quote, the, the scripture says that where, the, free, where the, the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There's transformation. It's impossible for the Holy Spirit to be in a place and, and the, there, uh, for it not to be freedom. Let me rephrase that because that was kind of, <laughs> the Portuguese is coming in. It is impossible for the Holy Spirit to show up and not be freedom there, not be transformation there. His passion and his desire is to manifest the reality of his world in every part of ours. So the Holy Spirit is our teacher. The Holy Spirit transforms us. And the third reason is the Holy Spirit empowers us. The Holy Spirit empowers us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 through 5 says, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words. This is Paul, by the way. This is a phenomenal theologian. He had the first five books of the Bible memorized. He used to be a Pharisee. So if there was somebody that had knowledge and was wise and could, could, could preach well, that would be Paul. But he's saying, no, 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 no. My preaching, they were not with just wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. This is what set, sets us apart as disciples. There is a manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit. And this doesn't just apply for people that work at the church. This applies for every single business person watching this. This applies to every single person that is in, in the market world. This applies to every single parent that is raising up the next generation. You're not just doing it out of your own knowledge. You are also filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, and you're called to impart that power onto others. That's why you, you get to call life when you see death. That's why you, you, get, you get to call healing when you see diseases. That's, that's why you get to call prosperity when you see lack. Because our reality is based upon heaven, not what we see here on earth. He empowers us to speak out. He empowers us with his power. Disciples depend on the power of the Spirit for everything. For everything. Each one of us have a purpose, and that purpose can only be accomplished by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Every single person that is watching right now, you have a purpose, and that purpose, you can only accomplish it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Meaning this, I cannot be the son that I'm called to be to the Father, our Heavenly Father, if not by the power of the Holy Spirit. I cannot be the husband that I'm called to be if not by the power of the Holy Spirit. I can't be the father to my son that I'm called to be without the power of the Holy Spirit. I can't be the leader that I'm called to be without the power of the Holy Spirit. Our lives are completely dependent on the power of the Holy Spirit. And maybe you're a salesperson, maybe you're an engineer, an architect, maybe you, you, you're a musician, or maybe you, you work in the tech industry, 
You need the power of the Holy Spirit. You're not just there trying to make a career and make some good money. No, there's much more for that. And the power of the Holy Spirit will stir up new ideas and stir up new creativity and will stir up new favor that you have never experienced before. See, this is available for every single area of our lives. So people that we have beef with, the power of the Holy Spirit teaches us how to forgive them and how to pray for them. And people that have disappointed us and hurt us, the Holy Spirit teaches us how to, again, forgive and hope for the best for them. And then people that we see hurting, the Holy Spirit gives us the power to know what to say and how to help. It's through the Holy Spirit. Everything. My talents, my gifts, my education, my passions, my resources can only get me so far. They can only get me so far. Everything that I have, I, I may be very qualified. I may have done all of my homework, but even all of that comes short if I don't depend on the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is not with us, then we're going to be in trouble. Can I get an amen? Now, this is actually really good news, that everything that we're called to do, we need the Holy Spirit's help. Because in many ways, it takes the pressure off. It takes the pressure off, right? I don't have to, to stress in, in, in allow anxiety to come over me or fear to, to take over because I know that the Holy Spirit is going to help me. I don't have to, to, to lose my mind and, and freak out about the stock market and, and freak out about the future and, and, and COVID and all that stuff. Like, I pay attention to it, but I don't have to cave in into fear. Because the, because the Holy, Spirit, Holy Spirit's power is in me. See, I'm talking about a holy confidence. I'm not talking about being cocky. I'm talking about being assured that the God is good, that God is on our side. This is really good news because whatever God has called me to do, I've already been equipped to do it because the Holy Spirit is in me. The Holy Spirit is in you. Everything that you need is already in you because the Holy Spirit is in you. This right here is good news. Everything that God has called you to do, everything that you need to accomplish that is in you because the Holy Spirit is in you. Whatever it is that you're facing right now, church, I want to encourage you. I mean, you may be going through it. You may be losing hope. Guess what? The Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit is going to help you. The Holy Spirit is going to teach you. The Holy Spirit is going to transform you. And the Holy Spirit is going to empower you. That is an exciting life. That is the life that I want to live. A life that is sensitive and submitted to the Holy Spirit. Where I'm not just trying to figure everything out out of my own strength. But I'm dependent upon the Holy Spirit. Sensitive and submitted to his purpose. To his voice. To whatever it is that he is tugging in my heart. And everything that he says that is backed up by the, po the power in the word of God. This is why I love living life with the Holy Spirit. And I could go on and on telling you guys stories about how the Holy Spirit changed the course of my life. When I was going to make a dumb decision, when I was going to say something that was going to buy me back, when I was going to go somewhere that I wasn't supposed to be there, the Holy Spirit is there saying, hey, 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 hey. 
don't do that. Go this other way. Or, hey, speak that to that person. And you will see that your life as a disciple, it is the most thrilling thing that you could ever do. Here's the thing. Your Christian life should not be boring. Being a follower of Jesus, being a disciple of Jesus is not boring. The Holy Spirit, living in relationship with the Holy Spirit is the most exciting thing and should be the most exciting thing of our lives. Again, his passion and his desire is to manifest the reality of his world in every part of ours. That's why he empowers us so we can speak it out. Whatever we see that the Father is doing, we can speak it out and see it come to pass here on earth. So here's the conclusion. Every disciple must be sensitive and submitted to the Holy Spirit because he is our teacher. He transforms us and he empowers us. His passion and his desire is to manifest the reality of his world in every part of ours. So he is moving us from just being believers to become complete disciples. He is moving us from being just believers to complete disciples. Amen, church. Hey, I want to pray before I transition. And I believe that God is already speaking to a lot of you. And today, if you want to make that decision, you're saying, you know what? This word was for me. I, I, I want to be transformed. I want to be taught by the Holy Spirit. I want to experience that power. All you have to do is surrender your life to Jesus. And today, I'm going to lead you in this prayer. It's really simple. And if you make this prayer for the first time, we would love to hear from you. If you can uh, text CLC Connect to the number 97,000. That way we can get some information, send you some information, and you can become a part of our family. But I want to pray this prayer with you because I really believe that the Holy Spirit is doing something new in your life. Amen. Can we pray? Jesus, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you, God, that every time that we hear the word, faith is stirred up. Lord, I pray for every single person that may be watching today and maybe they're feeling discouraged. Maybe they're feeling like they're far away from you. God, I pray that today is the day that they make a decision to come back to you. Or maybe make the decision to come to you for the first time ever, God. Lord, I pray for every single person that is putting their faith on you for the first time today. And Lord, I pray that your spirit will just take over their lives, God. That they will sense a, a presence of, of your peace, of your joy, and of your power like never before. God, you know the stories of our lives. God, you know the details. God, you know the struggles, Lord. But I pray that right now you encounter us and you meet us, God, wherever we are, God. And I pray for freedom, God. I pray for freedom to take place in our hearts, God. It may not look like it makes sense in the natural, God, but I pray, Lord, and I thank you that we live and we serve a God of the supernatural, God. So I just pray for every single person that has watched this, every single person that is making a decision to follow you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. and amen. I'm going to pass it on now to Pastor John. John, he's in the lobby. Thank you guys so much for watching today.